0: To just be 100% honest with you, I almost don't even know where to start today because my heart and my spirit are so overwhelmed. Um, we are, uh, we're in a very interesting place, not just a... Uh, not just as a nation, but globally right now. Um, I was in prayer this morning. And it was like the Lord carried me in this vision. It was not long. It was very quick. I saw this vision. Um, and I was looking at a, a chessboard. Um, and on this on this chessboard, the... Uh, the end with the the dark pieces, the black pieces was just kind of chaotic, everything was kind of everywhere, but I recognized all the pieces on the board, I'm not a big chess player, I gave that up, probably played last time was when I was in high school, but I recognized the pieces, and I could see everything that should have been on the back row, the knight, the rook, the bishop, the king, the queen, and it was just kind of chaotic. It was uh, scattered everywhere. And all of a sudden, what should have been the back, the back row of the chess game, I don't know if you've ever ever played, but what should have been on that, the back row behind all the pawns, the pawns moved towards the center of the board, and every piece on the back row turned into a king. And it moved towards the center of the board and literally formed like a crescent moon in the center of the chessboard. And it went away. And I realized this morning in prayer that God is allowing the kings, I believe, of Psalm 83 to be lined up. The fact that they were arranged in the half circle says to me that there's more than likely something to do with the crescent or the, the caliphate. Uh, Psalms 83, if you, if you read through Psalms 83, there's some people that believe that it's already happened. I do not believe it's already happened. I believe it's prophetic. Some say it happened in 48, but that don't make sense because that's when God's people became a nation again and so my, my point to you is that it couldn't have happened pre-48 because you can't attack a nation that doesn't exist does that make sense? Sure. and so there are there are 10 10 members of the coalition that are mentioned in Psalms 83 now as you, as you read down through there it's not going to make a whole lot of sense to you because it talks about the tents of Edom, the Ishmaelites, the Moabites, the Hagrites uh, Gibal, Ammon, Amalek, Philistia, Tyre, Assyria. But who are they? What, what do they have to do with us and why is it so prophetic? Well, there's, there's ten of them. The tents of Edom, they're not known as the same name any longer, but these are the Palestinians and the southern Jordanians. The Ishmaelites are the Saudis, which is Ishmael being the father of the Arabs. Moab is the Palestinians and the central Jordanians. The Hagrites are the Egyptians, for Hagar was the matriarch of Egypt. Gibal or Biblos, which I have been to, is uh, Hezbollah in northern uh, Lebanon. Amon is the Palestinians and the northern Jordanians. Amalek is the Arabs of the Sinai area. Philistia is Hamas of the Gaza Strip. Which we saw make their move yesterday morning. Or in the night for us. Uh, it would have been right around midnight for us. Tyre is Hezbollah and the southern Lebanese. Assyria is the Syrians and the northern Iraqis. Why does all of this matter? And and you know some some look at this. And I don't want to bore you with this. So I'm not going to get into this crazy prophetic eschatology today. But some... People are looking at this saying, well, they can't, they're not going to do that. All those nations, that can't be talking about right now, especially with the Saudis and Jordanians, because they have peace treaties. Let me tell you all something. You just write this down next to Acts 2.38, okay? Just go ahead and write it down. When the missiles start flying, that peace treaty is going to go away just as fast as anything you've ever seen in your life. They're not going to give a rip so what piece of paper they joined. That's right. I'm telling you right now, when Ishmael believes he's going to get a seat back on the Temple Mount, you going to control Israel. I make you this promise that Ishmael will scream as loud as he has ever screamed. But I want to remind you of something today. I'm not standing here as just this Zionist that's up here to preach on Israel. I'm preaching to you today where we're at in the coming of the Lord. And I'm going to tell you, I've read the end of the story. And I want to tell you that the tents of Edom, the Ishmaelites, the Moabites, the Hagrites, Gebal, Ammon, Amalek, Felicia, Tyre, and Assyria... None of them are going to stand. Verse 18 of chapter 83 says, That men may know that thou, whose name alone is Jehovah, art the most high over all the earth. I'm here to preach to you on this Sunday morning that Ishmael is not going to win. God is going to win. And God is going to get the final say. And for those of you that are wondering what this is all about with Psalms 83, I'm going to tell you, I believe personally, it is my personal conviction and opinion that these ten nations, these ten people, the ten members of this coalition have to rise up before Gog, which is the leader of Magog, can rise up and fight. Now, I'm not going to jump into pre-mid post and all that but I'm gonna tell you this is what I see scripturally I believe that when Gog the leader of Magog are fighting that more than likely we're not going to be here to watch that happen and I want to say to you today the reason why this excites me is because this coalition of 10 which I believe are the kings on the chessboard that are coming together they have to come against Israel In order for Magog, which I believe is Russia, as a matter of fact, Gog means the prince of Rosh. Rosh, R-O-S-H in Hebrew. Does that sound very familiar to you at all? To the north of Israel, it said, You you jump straight north from Israel, you're going to land right in the middle of Russia. Who is Gog? Gog is the leader of Russia, if that is the truth. I don't know what else could have been known as Rosh in the Hebrew. Uh, other than what would later become known as Russia, but I want to let you in on some secrets It's not really a secret. Just read. You'll find it some, some of these drones that have been flying in the attack over the last 24 hours or so, 36 In Israel, the drones have been Russian drones Some of the equipment that's being used to attack Israelis Was the equipment that was left behind in Afghanistan the United States of America just recently sent six billion dollars in the last few weeks to Iran, which in your Bible is Persia, where the Prince of Persia was wrestling with the angel that was coming to Daniel, and we just released six billion dollars to Iran, who yesterday in in their uh, in their House of Senate was screaming and chanting death to Israel, death to Israel, death to Israel as Hamas crossed the border and all the people in Israel were saying, how did this happen? How could it happen? How did this happen? And uh, the amazing thing to me is that nothing is coincidental. All of these kings are lining up and people are funding all this. This is where all the money's coming from. Why why didn't they do this uh, six weeks ago? They didn't have the money to do it. They didn't have the equipment to do it. And now we're lined up in the middle of all this. And I want to tell you, if you think that it's just a coincidence that it just now happened, within just a couple of hours, it was 50 years to the day from October the 6th, 1973, that Israel was attacked in the Yom Kippur War. And all the Israelis yesterday were saying, this is Yom Kippur 2.0. But Yom Kippur had already passed, and it was the Shabbat, the Friday night closing out the Feast of Tabernacles. And all of the people that were asking, How did this happen? How did they surprise us? How did it happen? I'll tell you how it happened. It's because they attacked them during Shabbat. They attacked them while they were resting. They attacked them while they were sleeping. They attacked them while they were at ease. I want to tell you something today, church family. It's one thing to desire rest, and I believe that we must. I believe that you've got to rest, but when When Amos said, woe to them that are at ease in Zion, he wasn't talking about them that are resting. As a matter of fact, that word ease means secure. Woe to them that feel secure. Woe to them that feel like it's in order. Woe to them that feel like you're impenetrable. He said, woe to them that are at ease. I want to tell you, it's a whole different thing to be at rest than it is to be at ease. And while this scripture takes on literal interpretation to me because the nation of Israel is reeling under the attack right now. I'm not standing up here as some pro Israel something. You know I am because I bless them that bless them. And the Lord will curse them that curse them. But I want to say this to you today. This is not about current events. This is about the story that's unfolding. This is about the hand of God that's resting on his people. And this is what I want to tell you. If this does not end up being the greatest defeat of the kings of the Middle East, then God will be a liar. But your word says let God be true and let every man be a liar. I'm going to tell you what I believe. I believe there's a reason that Russian drones were able to get into the hands of Hamas. Because there is identity. Now they know who they belong to. Why why does that matter to us? You let me tell you why. Because I believe Gog is getting Magog lined up and getting them ready. And so for all of you that have bought into this whole political thing that's going on with Russia and Ukraine and all that, just back off and hold up just a second. I want you to know that ancient Magog, as we know it, it exists. In part of the Ukraine. It's part of the old former Soviet Union. And we're buying into all this and looking at it and getting involved and getting our hearts connected politically. I'm going to tell you, the reason why I'm not tripping about Ukraine is because the apostolic church in Ukraine is growing every single day. I'm going to tell you why. I'm not buying in. You can count it. I ain't flying no flag in my yard. And I'm going to tell you why. Because I can't fix one thing that they've got going on. But this I do know part of that land is going to be taken back over when Gog and Magog hit this earth. So you just understand this preacher when I tell you today, if you think that all of this false religion of all of this global warming garbage and all the stuff they've got going let me tell you what it is. Every bit of it's tied to paganism. It's the worship of mother earth. It's connecting to worshiping the created and not the creator. And I want to tell y'all something today. You can legislate billions and billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars but when God's ready to heat this thing up God's going to heat it up I'm telling you the day is coming that this whole earth is going to be burned up this building that you're sitting in is going to be burned up the house that you live in it's going to be burned up and we're
1: not going to slow it down
0: Lord began to deal with me. I'm going to just be as transparent as I've ever been with you, church. I've been troubled in my spirit. Because this church is absolutely at ease right now. As a family, this church is at ease. And I, I know everybody likes it when I come in here and preach. But very few people like it when I come in here and pastor. So I'm going to set my heart out on the table before you today. And I'm going to tell you this. If you're too busy to be busy for God, then you're too busy. Our lives are absolutely consumed with us, but I'm going to make a public statement to you and I'll stand behind this today. My family is not my number one priority. Come on, let me say that again with a little more emphasis on it. My family is not my number one priority. The kingdom of God is my number one priority because if anything else supersedes that, that's going to be the first thing that fails. And I don't want to put my family before the kingdom because it will fail. When we get so wrapped up in us and mine and our four and no more, so wrapped up that people are dying and going to hell and the enemy has come in and attacked our families and attacked our minds and that we stand around and say, how could he do it? How could he ever get there? Listen, brothers and sisters, we are close to the coming of the Lord. And the warmer the earth gets, the colder the hearts of men get. The warmer this thing gets, the colder our hearts are getting. People are seeing less and less of a reason to be in the house of God and more and more of a reason to work their job but I'm going to tell you I made up my mind I'm going to spend my time investing in the kingdom and investing in the things that are sure because when this thing blows up it's not going to matter anyway I'm still planning my retirement I'm still doing everything I can I'm about 15 years behind on it but I'm going to tell you folks right now that the people who have put their hopes in the retirement they've set up are sorely disappointed even now. I read last week the average American going on Social Security, the average across the United States of America is $1,400. The average that illegal immigrants are getting that are coming into the country right now is $2,200 a month. You worked all your life to get less than And I'm going to tell you what's troubling prophecy people today. Is it the people that are coming across the border? I, I have mercy on people that are, that are coming across and need asylum. I understand all that. But have you noticed how many war age, war fighting age men are coming across? And there's some prophetic people that were speaking today to the idea that there are sleeper cells of the Palestinian ideas and concept all over the United States of America What do you think is going to happen when the United States finally decides to get involved in this deal in Israel? It ain't never going to happen in the United States, Pastor folks. I'm not here to be disrespectful, but I'm telling you the United States has zero respect on an international stage right now. I've traveled the world and 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 the government of the United States, people are shaking their heads saying, "What happened to your country? What happened to your people? What's happened to your military?" I'll tell you what's happening. The things that everybody's put their hope in, it's failing right before their eyes. If we don't learn that our help is not coming from Capitol Hill, that has never been ever been our help. I look unto the hills from whence cometh my help cause my help comes from the Lord. God woke me up early this morning. And he sent me to this pulpit today to give a clarion call and to wake this body up. I'm telling you right now, if I've ever believed it, I believe it right now. I've never seen anything in this local assembly. I've got a long history here. I was raised here. I've been full-time on pastoral staff here for almost 24 years. To say that I'm invested in this church is the understatement of the century. But I want to tell you today, there's too many of us, my own family included, that have become so secure cure in where we are and we are at ease. We have wearied ourselves so much with the cares of life that eternal things don't matter to us like they used to. We are so concerned about our nest egg and so concerned about what's going to happen. But I want to tell you today I've got my little food storage and I've got a little bit of extra for my family but you can't store up enough food to feed everybody that's going to want that food when the time comes. You know what? I'm going to do my part and do what I can but the rest of it is up to God and God is going to have to help us and God is going to have to satisfy us but I can tell you this if even if you don't believe in a pre-trib rapture and all of us that do believe that happen to be right I can tell you this you better be right with God when the rapture happens I've had people fight with me that the word rapture is not in the Bible. I understand that. King James says it's a calling away, a snatching away, a catching away. I understand that. But while you're standing down here arguing about semantics, I want to tell you about this old boy right here. In a moment, in a twinkling of an eye. You don't have to believe in the rapture. But when the rapture happens, baby, you can stand down here and wave at me because I'm getting out of here. I'm not. I'm not trying to be foolish today, and I'm, not, I'm not trying to brag or expose anything to my about my family. But we have got. I was laughing the other day. I said, "Man, I've got food stored up, and I've got ammo, and I've got all that." I said, "You know what? For my family, if this thing goes crazy right now, and we're starving." I said, "I probably, I feel like I got a lot, but I probably got enough food for about a week for my family. Because they're gonna be walking in like, well, what if we don't get some tomorrow?" <laughs> Somebody asked me the other day. Said, "How much ammo you got?" I said, "Just enough to hold them off for a while." Yeah. How long's a while? I don't know. Long as it takes. That's right. I can tell you this: if we have to live through it and see it, I won't be alive to see them take my kids. Because they're gonna have to kill me to get to them. But I feel the same way spiritually. You're gonna have to kill me to get to my kids. I'm I'm standing today, kingdom first, and I'm standing between hell and eternity with my kids and my wife and my marriage, and I'm telling you, there is nothing more important in this world than what's happening in the kingdom of God in the earth right now. Listen, I want you to listen to your pastor today. I'm telling you, be wise. Do whatever you need to do. I know people store up, do whatever, everybody's kind of at different levels. You got, I'm going to give you a one through ten. We've got maybe two or three eights in here. And I have a scale of one to ten, we got about one or two 15s. We got a whole bunch of zeros. It just act like nothing's going to happen. I'm going to tell you all this, and I want you to hear my heart good. Okay? Can I be transparent with you? I want you all to listen to me. When a trumpet sounds... They can have all my food I've got. They can have all my bullets. They can have all my guns. (laughs) They can have my house. They can have my furniture. They can have everything I bought that I couldn't afford when I bought it. They can have my paid off car. They can have my truck. And they can have the payment on it if they want it. Come on, somebody. Everything that you're killing yourself to get right now is going to burn up. Well, Pastor, I got to feed my family. Listen, there's a difference in feeding your family and killing yourself to be sure you got more than somebody else. I thank the Lord for our home. It's been a safe place for us most of the time, unless my girls are mad. <laughs> but when I, look, when I look at my home, I'm sorry, may, maybe I'm on a different planet. But it just don't mean anything to me anymore. It don't mean, it don't mean to me what it used to. As I was a kid, I think, man, I just can't. I want to have a, I want to have a nice home, and I still do. I want to take care of what God's given me. But folks, it's all wood, hay, and stubble. It's going to burn up, and you better hope to God you're not here when it does. Well, Pastor, I don't know. I just, I, I'm not real sure about it. Let me tell you something. There's a lot of things I'm willing to hope for, and my salvation is not one of them. I'm sorry. I know this is probably different than what y'all came expecting. You came in here today wanting some beautiful creme brulee, something real sweet, something real nice. Well, I, I done broke the sugar today when I was burning it up, and it's, it's plum bitter. And I'm giving you a burned up filet mignon today because I'm going to give you something that's going to stick to your ribs. I'm here to preach to you under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost that if you feel like God has given you a window to get it right with God, then you better get it right today. If I've ever been in the Holy Ghost, I'm telling you the Lord sent me here today to tell somebody that God still works through windows and God still works through times and seasons and you'd have to have lost your mind and be absolutely disconnected from this world to not believe that this old world feels different than it used to feel. There's something different in the wavelengths of how it's moved. There's something different in how the earth feels right now. And I can tell you what I believe it is. I believe the earth is groaning. So for those of you who are waiting to do something for God, you better get it done today. For those of you that are waiting to get it all in order to do something for the King of Kings, you better get started today. I tell you, I feel like we're so close to the coming of the Lord that I'm almost scared sometimes to pray, come Lord Jesus, because there's so many people that I love and touch every week in this church, and I, I'm a, i fr- am I literally, and I say this in all sincerity, I, I feel like we're so close right now that when I pray, come Lord Jesus, I feel like it's just going to take just a little bit more groan, and he's going to come. And I'm not here today to cross swords with anybody, but listen to me. We need to stop praying, come Lord Jesus, and we need to start praying, let me be right when you come. We're so close to it right now, we've got his attention. So, oh, God, I'm telling you, Lord, have mercy. I see, I see the, the, the Lord pulling back the covers, exposing. God, have mercy. Listen to me. This is a horrible time to try to be sneaky with God. I'm just going to preach. I made up my mind this morning, even, even if somebody gets upset with me, y'all will love me again before it's all said and done. This is a dumb time to play sneaky stuff with God This is a dumb time to try to hide stuff From the presence of God Are you hearing me today? Come on, there's a prophetic unction resting on me this morning. I'm not just here to be your pastor. I feel feel a different kind of a prophetic anointing that's resting on me in this house today because the Holy Ghost sent me to this pulpit to qualify some things in your spirit. You're not the only one that feels like it's different right now. You are not the only one that feels like all hell is breaking loose and all kinds of pressure is coming against you. I'm going to tell you what I believe and what I feel in the Holy Ghost is the reason why there's so much pressure on you and your family right now is that it's the great pressure that's coming right before the breakthrough. And some of you, the pressure has forced you into a closet of hiding where you've been hiding things from the presence of God and you've been hiding things from your family family but the spirit of the Lord sent me here today to call you out from that closet of hiding today and to tell you surely the presence of the Lord is in this house and God has given you a chance this morning to walk into his presence and let your life be forever changed long we got pastor I don't know but I've been so troubled I'm almost done I've been so troubled I'm gonna tell you guys I may end up having to take this off the internet I don't know but I'm gonna tell y'all something today if this is not it if this is not the end and Jesus is not coming back soon there's going to be some markers that you're going to see. The World Economic Forum and Klaus Schwab, it's all going to crumble. George Soros and his son and all the money that they're they're pouring in, it's unbelievable. I mean, I, I realize more today that we ha- like we have no control. None. It's had a senator die from California. And the governor of California selected a woman that lives in Maryland to be the senator of California. We have no control. None. And the ambition is because she was a lesbian that was not white. You, go, look, go look at it. When that's what's making decisions in our nation. If the Lord is not coming back soon. you Write it down. In the next few months, this war that's happening right now in Israel is going to bump a few things around the world. And the world economic forum is going to collapse. But let me tell you why I don't think the world economic forum is going to collapse. I don't think it's going to collapse because I think their whole idea of global warming and finances and all this stuff that they're pushing. It's religion. Say whatever you want. Well, pastor, you'd be a dummy to think the earth's not warming up. You'd be crazy if you don't go back and study the last 500 years that they've kept records. It's warmed up, cooled down, warmed up, cooled down. Go look at houses that were built on the coast 100 years ago that are still standing. They're no closer to the water than they were. There's nobody in the world that's going to control the temperature of the earth. Nobody. We got to get our eyes off this junk. I'm not looking at nothing. Oh, God, help me. But the World Economic Forum, the reason I believe they're not going to fail is because I believe this is, now I'm not saying it's the man, so don't leave here misquoting me. But I believe it is truly uh, personified the spirit of the Antichrist. It is working in the earth right now. I wouldn't be shocked if the man's not Klaus Schwab or somebody like that. I wouldn't be shocked at all. I'm not saying that I know. But all I am saying to you right now is that this system is now intimidating us to believe. I just, I just, I, I don't want to lose you. But I, I was walking through, uh, through the exhibit the other day uh, on uh, the Holocaust in California. And I noticed this language that is so familiar to me. They did what they were called, the, the Nazis were doing what, what they called the othering of the Jews. Somebody say the othering. The othering. What's the othering? The othering... Is making them something completely separated from everybody else. We, they're, they're different than all of us. And they had to separate them and isolate them. You know what for? Because they were hateful. You know what the agenda of this day is? If you don't agree with us, you're hateful. Do you, do you know what 11 of 12 apostles were martyred for? Hate speech. You know why I don't believe that system's going to collapse? I don't believe it's going to collapse because I believe we're here. I, I don't believe, I don't believe that we're going to have 20 years. I don't. And I'm going to tell you why. Because they're announcing dates now. They're announcing dates. The economic forum, I hate them things. The economic forum... World Economic Forum said the other day, our goal is by 2030, seven years from right now. Y'all start running numbers if you want to. If you're pre, mid, post, whatever, you start lining up seven-year segments, you got my attention. Why would they wait till 2023 to announce that within seven years, You will own nothing and like it. They announced this, I think it was either this past week or the week before, they said, Klaus Schwab said, and I listened to his press conference, he said, you will, nobody in Los Angeles by 2030 will drive their own cars or own their own vehicles anymore. I'm like, dude, what do you got to do with L.A.? You ain't from here? He said, it's going to be like an Uber. Brother Haney, he said it's going to be like a bigger version of Uber. Nobody's going to own your own car, but there's going to be companies owned by the World Economic Forum that are going to have all electric vehicles. And when you want to go somewhere, you get on your phone and get on the app and you tell them where you want to go and they're going to take you there. Well, that sounds good, Pastor. You can go get groceries. What do you think they're going to do when you say, I want to go to the First Pentecostal Church? Oh pastor this is fearmongering. Call it whatever you want But I believe I'm real close to you being able to call me gone <laughs> I'm getting my heart rapture ready I'm not going to let anything drive me back And hold me down I've got my heart set on Jesus I'm going to be in the house of the Lord Every time the doors are open I'm going to try to witness to everybody
1: I see. I'm going to love everybody. I'm going to teach Bible studies. I'm going to baptize.
0: I'm sorry if this don't excite you this morning. If it don't excite you, you're probably who I'm preaching to today. But I've come to preach a word. This is not a drill. This is not practice. You better get your heart rapture ready. The Lord is coming back. Come on. I
1: want
0: to be ready. I want to be ready if that means we have a different job. I want to be ready if that means I have to have a smaller house. I want to be ready if that means I've got to get rid of my dream car and buy one I can afford. I want to be ready. Whatever i got to do, I want to be ready. If there's some things God's been asking of me, but I've been withholding, I'm going to give it to him today. Because I want to be ready. If I've been fighting things because i got a hard head and I don't want to be faithful to God, I don't want to be faithful to the church, I don't want to be faithful to the house of God, I'm going to let the Spirit of the Lord soften my heart today because I want to be ready. Pastor, you do know this kind of preaching, you risk making people mad. I'm going to tell you, I'd rather make you mad right now and you stand by me in eternity than I would for me to preach you happy every Sunday and us not make it god help me today and may my tongue cleave to the roof of my mouth if i if i deny to preach to you the whole counsel of god i'm not standing here today to be your best friend i'm standing here today to be a man of god and a watchman on the wall and to tell you if you're not ready jesus is coming back and you better get ready Brother St. Clair, I've got my own little system worked out. Me and Jesus got our own thing going. You better get over it and get in the bride. You better get over it and get in the church. You better get over it and get busy in the kingdom of God. We need one another, and we need the Spirit of God. And we can't afford to have routine church. And we can't afford to have dried up church. And we can't afford to just come in and sing a couple songs, preach a little sermon, and go home happy. We've got to have something that shakes this city. We gotta have something that shakes our families. We gotta have something that shakes this church. Come on, I'm reaching for you today. You gotta stop building your life around your job and start building your life around the kingdom. I love mama my, my, you? If you're in this house today question my motive you don't know my heart cuz I don't have I don't get one extra jewel in my crown today for saying what I'm saying the reason why I'm preaching what I'm preaching is because I love your soul and I want your family to make it if you have never repented of your sins and you've never been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins and you've never received the baptism of the Holy Ghost I would not wait one more day I'm not saying that Jesus is coming after church but I'm telling you he's close enough that I wouldn't want to play games with him right now If you've never been baptized in Jesus' name, we've got water. What doth hinder you today? If you've been going back and forth wondering if I should, the answer is yes. You must be born again of water and spirit or you cannot see or enter the kingdom of heaven. Precious people, hear me today. The Spirit of God is
1: reaching for us. (laughs) Ha ha.
0: Andai yolo boko sata bahai, andai yanda bahai. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes. I'd be sure I had the blood on my heart today. I'd be sure I had the blood on the doorpost and the lentil of my life today. Wash us today, God. Cleanse us today, God. Lord, if there'd be anything in my life contrary to you today, wash me. Search my mind, Lord. Search my heart. God, search this congregation today. Lord, find the hungry among us and feed them by your Spirit. I pray, God, for the cold heart that your Spirit would warm us today. I pray for the hardened heart and the hardened soil that it would become fertile today that the seed of the Word of God could fall into that fallow, break up that fallow ground today, God. That the earth would be soft and ready to receive the Word of God. Help us today, Lord. Help us today, Lord. Oh, God. I tell you, we've got to be careful with our dismissive spirit. Because I believe that we're coming to a place where... Everything else besides the kingdom of God, everything else matters until it's the only thing that matters. Like, we're, we're coming to the place right now where we're so scattered. We're worried about this, that, and the other. We're worried about all that. But when we stand before God, what, what you're doing right here, right now, is the only thing that's going to matter. The way you've responded to God, the way you've obeyed His voice, Jesus, help me. God, help us. I wonder if there's anybody in here brave enough to pray a prayer of subtraction today. That if there's anything in your life that's keeping you from doing the will of God, that God would subtract it from your life so that you'd be able to do His will. Now, this is big. I know it's very heavy in here right now. But I'm just telling you the only way some of us are going to make it is if we completely eliminate from our life the thing that's keeping us from making it. And I wonder today if you're willing to pray that prayer of subtraction. This is a prayer, whatever it takes, God. But I want you to think about it before you pray it because God's listening right now. I'm telling you, we've got heaven's attention in here. Mm. above all else I must be saved above all else how many of you would be willing to just surrender to him right now I know he's been pulling on your heart God help us. Feel kind of like the angel of the Lord when he was standing in Jericho against the wall. The Bible said that Joshua walked over to him and he said, Are, are you for us or for them? And the angel of the Lord said, No. He, the angel of the Lord did not say I'm with you that's where we miss that sometimes he said are you with us or are you with them and the angel of the Lord said no I'm not going to get involved in the fight what the angel of the Lord was saying is I'm not the one that's having to pick whose side I'm on right now the, the question is is are you with me are y'all hear me today We've been asking God, standing out here looking and saying, now are you with us or with them? Because our, our theology is just, so are you with us or with them? That's not the question. The question is today is are you with him? Who's on the Lord's side today? Well, but I get frustrated with people. That's not the question. But people hurt my feelings. I'm sorry for that part. I I wish I could fix it, but I can't. I'm I'm on the Lord's side. Come on. I'm reaching one more time today. I'd rather miss my promotion on earth and make my promotion to heaven. God have mercy. Bishop, this is not a drill. We're at war. It's real. We're here, and he's coming, and he's asking today who's on the Lord's side. Come on now.